In this report, the caravan from hell. Just when you thought living la vida chitwa couldn't get any worse. Leaky, interminable, defective plastic box on wheels. Multiple return trips to the dealer to get it fixed unsuccessfully. Final brush-offs, then the ultimate showdown. Five and a half years later, a full refund under Australian consumer law. Is that not an example of the system working at optimal efficiency? Oi, friggin' oi, oi. The ultimate happy ending, perhaps. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. But I won't touch friggin' caravans, dude, because even someone such as me has a limit. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, this is the saga of a poor couple named Bill and Deb Hoskin versus their dealer hinterland motorhome and the motorhomes, sorry, and the object du jour is an Avida Topaz multi-terrain caravan, which is just shy of 98,000 bucks. I have to say, on paper, it's a very impressive caravan and I can't believe that those words just came out of my mouth. But I did have a look at this thing online and it's one of the few caravans where you don't have to take a dump in the shower sitting at the head of the dining table with a beer in one hand and a pair of chopsticks in the other holding court with friends and family. It does have what looks to be a reasonable amount of space. And Avida is an Aussie manufacturer, oi oi oi, with a 10-acre site at gorgeous Emu Plains in Western Sydney, which is, it's not quite Shitsville, but you can smell it from there kind of thing if you're not from around here. And I actually watched Avida's nine-minute factory tour video, and they have some impressive shit and high production values in the video, and it, well, no, it didn't make me want to buy a caravan. You've got to be kidding rather spend 95,000 bucks on five-star hotel rooms and high-class um, personal assistants. That, that's just me, dude. Like, come on, each to his own. But I can't believe the disconnect between the Hosco Avida Topaz ownership experience and the video. Like... There's a gulf there, is all I'm saying. So let's run this down. And it must be said that this is an official court judgment. And I'm going to editorialise a bit here, but the facts are as I'm going to present them to you. And this is a court determination. It's not anyone's friggin' opinion, right? Make of it what you will. But my take on this, right, is that the caravan industry, caravan and motorhome industry, wild, wild west. And COVID didn't friggin' help because... Everybody who would otherwise have travelled internationally or just gotten on a plane and gone somewhere, right? So many of those people bought caravans and they had to wait months and months and months. And I guess production was maxed out and corners might have been cut. What friggin' ever. But there's certainly going to be a glut of those porter hovels in the used market in years to come because of this blip in sales that was COVID-inspired. 
the Hoscos got into this before COVID, obviously. I'm just pointing out that I doubt Caravan Quality Assurance has gotten any better since the Hosco experience, just generally talking about the market, right? Anyway, what they say, Avita, about their roof in their nine-minute video on aren't we fucking fantastic at building caravans and motorhomes in our 10-acre factory is, quote... Our industry-leading single-piece sandwich panels ensures strength, longevity, and sealing. Sealing, S-E-A-L-I-N-G, I'm assuming. Hold that thought. Sealing. It's going to be one of the central thrusts of this whole court case. Okay? They also say that the roof is glued, screwed, and fully waterproofed, although I'd suggest that the only people who were screwed here were the Hoscos, but only for five and a half friggin' years, right? In any case, fate is not without a sense of irony with this one. So, the Hoscos take delivery of their Topaz multi-terrain in February of 2017. Okay, so that's five and a half years ago now, dude. And the first leak was just a few weeks later, setting the tone for things to come, right? Water pooling on the kitchen benches, inside the cupboards and coming through the electrical channeling in the ceiling. <laughs> Just what you don't want in your brand new $95,000 porter slum. So it goes back to the dealer's service department and they tell the Hoscos that she's fixed, dude. And then, so that was in sort of February, a few weeks after March, maybe a few weeks after delivery. And then it's leaking again in July of 2017. It goes back to the dealer. He says it's fixed. A ditto in August of 2017. Leaking again back to the dealer. Dealer says it's fixed. This is like that Einsteinian proposition about running the same experiment over and over and expecting a different fucking result. Is it not? It certainly would seem that way to me after three cracks at it. Anyway. They didn't do any travel in 2018 and the Porter Slum stayed undercover for that year because, you know, whatever. And then in 2019, they, uh, they went travelling for 38 days and there was no rain in any of those 38 days. 38 days stuck together in a, a Vita Topaz multi-terrain caravan. That's a test on a relationship, isn't it? And then in 2020, must have been bad in a previous life, 57 days stuck in a van. No rain then either. We are a wide brown land after all. Yeah, it's pretty dusty out there generally. 57 and 38, that's 85. Was it 85 and 95? Anyway, that's one of those. 95. No rain there either. 95 days of no rain. That sounds pretty typical in Australia, but then... January the 26th of 2021, they discover extensive corrosion in the subfloor from presumably earlier leakage. And Avida referred them to this business named R&R Refinish, which is an independent re repairer, presumably up in their area in Queensland. Right? On the 3rd of February 2021, R&R helpfully quotes them $5,500 to reseal the roof, but they're not going to guarantee that that's going to fix the leak. Now, I'd suggest one observation, not just about this quoting incident and a no guarantee about fixing the leak, is that I'm wearing my Apollo 13 t-shirt because there are some 
problems that fall into the Apollo 13 sort of category, like Houston, we've just had a main bus be undervolt, right? And they're properly hard to solve. This is a plastic box on wheels, and we just want to stop fucking water getting into it. That's not main bus B undervolt venting something into space. The liquid oxygen tank appears to have blown up, and what the fuck do we do? It's not that. It's at the other end of the problem spectrum here. I would have thought that by 2021, we'd be getting reasonably adept at keeping water out of porter slums. Mid-February, they request their refund for the first time and the dealer throws them well under the bus here in my estimation by saying that the warranty may be void because the van hadn't been serviced. Apparently, these are Vita vans. You need to get this as in the manual. It's in the court judgment that I'm inferring this from. They require servicing at six monthly intervals. Six monthly intervals! The friggin' vehicle doing the towing doesn't need servicing at six monthly intervals. And the van doesn't have an internal combustion engine with all of that mayhem going on and oil changes that need to occur and things like that. In fact, what actually does need servicing with a van? Like, you'd want to check the tyres and the tyre pressures, and I guess it's not a bad idea every few thousand k's just to make sure that the wheel bearings don't need adjusting and perhaps every year or something you might re-grease them and you might want to check the brakes from time to time, but that's more of a distance-based thing than a time-based thing because servicing on a car is time-based because oil degrades with time, whereas that kind of degradation doesn't happen with a caravan. You know, things of that nature. Brake wear is proportional to kilometres and bearing whatever wear and tear is proportional to the amount that you drive, all other things being equal. So... What possible justification, apart from just being a touch-up, is the servicing of a van every six months? Come on. If you own one of these vans, and I'm getting that wrong because I'm not caravanexpert.com.au, I, I really hope Albors has got that one. Living friggin' hell. Uh, let me know where I've got this wrong, but it seems to me that servicing a caravan every six months is ridiculous. It just does. Anywho, this is a classic way of throwing someone under the bus when they're a consumer with a legitimate concern. You find a technical reason, like an administrative reason, to say no. Rather than just go, what's morally right here? Someone spends 95000 bucks with us. Maybe we should treat them like a customer instead of finding a way to throw them under the bus. But no, because hashtag Australia. If it's got wheels... You get treated like shit, apparently. More so even in the caravan industry than in the new car industry, amazingly enough, at times. Anyway, the van spent the next few months back with the dealer, which wasn't successful then, fixing the leak either. And this is a quote from the court document, okay? Quote, The applicants were told that if they, the applicants, found the leak, the respondent, meaning the dealer, would fix it. So the onus is on the Hoskins to go and find the leak and then the dealer will be, yeah, I can think, oh, well, if you can find the leak, we'll fix it. I can see this conversation. I can freaking hear it. Hashtag Australia. Oi, oi, oi. On the 10th of July, 2021, in South Australia, the factory tour video is all about quality and 
dedication and advanced materials and construction techniques and quality assurance and certification and things of that nature. Watch the video for yourself. Go to Avita's website, watch the friggin' video, and then here's the disconnect, okay? In July of 2021, and the van is like four years old at this point, the cupboards are pulling away from the walls. There's a crack in the shower base and the electric steps just stop working. Plus, just for completeness, it's still leaking, okay? On the 27th of July, which is a bit over a fortnight later, it goes back to the dealer and he can't repair the steps for six months-ish, okay? And, quote from the court document, they couldn't fix the shower and cupboards because that would require major additional work. Oh, oh no, mate, we can't fix them for you because that would require major additional work. Oh, okay. Spent 95 grand. The quote continues. And there was no guarantee new cupboards or shower could ever be fitted properly. Well done. Words fail me. The 2nd of August, so this is like a fortnight after that, they request a full refund. And it must be said that warranty is separate to consumer law. Like, the warranty can be whatever it is, but what it can't do is it can't turn consumer law entitlements off. And that's one of the great strengths of that legislation, frankly. Uh, okay, so that was the 2nd of August when they requested the refund and it was formally refused on the 18th of August. So about a fortnight later. And then the Hoskins engaged the services of a consulting engineer named Mr Marburg in the report. And a quote from him is, in my professional opinion, the only course of action to rectify the water leakage situation is to completely dismantle the module and start again from the chassis up. Replacing the damaged cabinetry and shower will solve that particular problem, but the cause of the water leakage and inherent floor damage will not be rectified. This is so different than the video. It just so is. Anyway, the court found that the Hoskins Avita van was in fact a leaky piece of shit. Now, I'm paraphrasing what the court found. I'm, I'm saying it to you in what I would call Aussie pub linger. Courts don't use piece of shit in their determinations. What they actually found was that it was not of acceptable quality, meaning not defect-free or durable. And it has to be both of those things. The legislation requires it. So if you had that van and you were down the pub with your mates, you would probably categorise it as being a leaky piece of shit as well. I know I sure do. And it just highlights the wild, wild west of caravan and RV manufacturing in Australia, I think. This whole incident, because if I spent 95 grand on anything, I'd want to feel, at the very least, like my business mattered to that business. The final point I'd make is, I don't even get the sense that there's malice in any of this. I think there's kind of extreme tolerance on the part of the owners, the Hoskins, because I don't know anything about them, but balance of probability, they're retirees and they spent a big chunk of their retirement savings on this van that was going to be the Taj Mahal of acoustically transparent chitois to take them to Dingo Piss Creek and wherever else they wanted to go in the greatest damn country on earth, mate. And then they had this experience and they kept going back and back and back and expecting a fix and they'd finally had enough. And on the other side of it, I don't get the feeling that there was too much malice reflected back. I think the only malicious 
Act is trying to find a reason to deny them a warranty claim, even though that's kind of irrelevant to consumer law. But I get the feeling like the main driver on the other side of the equation is indifference or incompetence or indifference and incompetence. But, dude, I just don't know what you do in this situation because if I spent 95 grand on anything, I'd want to at the very least feel like a customer. And if I invested in a business that was invested in manufacturing in Australia, which Avita is, and something went wrong, I would expect some sort of high-level factory support. I'd expect that for a car that cost me $65,000. So if I bought a caravan, which is notionally a simpler device, and all it had was a leak, I'd expect someone from the factory to fly up and have a crack at fixing it. I just would, but isn't it funny how things work out? I wonder if they're going to go again with another caravan or just ring the senior executive management at the Hyatt Group and say, my good man, I've got $95,000 just been handed to me here and we want to get accommodated in a bunch of, you know, exotic locations around the nation. What sort of a package deal can you do for us with that? And I suspect that the answer would be more nights away in a five-star hotel than they had previously spent in their friggin' leaky shitbox.